Well, good morning. Glad to have you all here with us this morning. Um, my husband is in Atlanta, so someone this morning was like, I don't know how you do it, Stephanie. And I don't know, she didn't talk like that, so that's what my voice went to. But she says, your girls are here, and they're so cute, and you're here, and you're ready to preach. And I'm like, oh, if you only knew what it took to get across that street. <laughs> now, this question is just for those that are 18 and under, okay? I probably should say like 15 and under. How many of you are perfect listeners? Every time your mom or dad says something, you instantly jump to it. How many? Yes, see no hand. Addie's back there. No, honey, put your hand down. Mm -mm. (laughs) So the, the sermon title today is called Listening with Love. And what we're doing is we're starting a new series called Revival, the Faith as, West, Faith as Wesley Lived It. It's based loosely off the book by Adam Hamilton, Revival, Faith as Wesley Lived It, not that. But, um, and so in this series, we are looking a little bit at, at Methodist history, but very, very small amount. The Bible study will go into more detail of that. This is for us to look within ourselves and to experience that revival Now, sometimes you hear that word revival and you think, great goodness, we're going to be here for long hours. We're going to experience the, the, you should do this and you need to turn your life. That's not what we're doing. We're, We're looking at ourselves. We're exploring who we are and what God is speaking to us in hopes that we will experience that revival in our heart. That word of God just lighting us, a new breath. A freshness. I love the brand new year because that means I get to start my diet all over again and fail before February even hits. And I I love that I can explore other ways in which I can better myself. But I also love that we started this morning, this first Sunday in January, in worship and praise of God. And what God is doing in our lives. I want us to look at our scripture now. It goes from Philippians chapter 2. It's just three simple verses, verses 3 through 5. It'll be up on your screen. It's also in your bulletin. Let us follow along. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you, that was in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for us today. We, we hear this and, and we, it's very clear in what we should be doing. We should not be looking at ourselves. We should not be thinking about what we want. We should be looking at, at other people, at what other people is. My, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book Strength Finder 2.0, but it's this little small book, and at the end of it is a quiz, or, or you go online and you submit the code, and you answer all these questions, and at the end it gives you your top strengths. Okay, at the top of my list is Includer. Okay, it is a fault I have. I want everyone to feel welcome and to be a part and to to, to not be left out. So I want to go invite people in. In fact, just this past week, I was at a retreat called Young Clergy Retreat. I will be in Young Clergy Retreat for 19 years, okay, because apparently you have to be over 40 or your children have. Anyway, so we were there and just enjoying the week at Epworth-by-the-Sea with all the other young clergy and 
I realized that some people just want to hang out in this group. And some people just want to be part of this group. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be where everybody's together. But, but to me, I wanted everybody to be together and everybody to have a good time. And I was looking out for the benefit of others, or so I thought, but I was really looking out for my benefit because that's the strength that I have. That's what I want to show and, and to give. Do you ever have those things where it's, it really is just about me? I think I'm doing good. I think I'm, I'm serving people the way I'm supposed to, but it really ends up being just about me. But one of the things that's not about me is, is our family. How we raise our kids, how we interact with our, our parents, adults, co-workers. And that's where we get into this idea that Wesley's preaching. You see, John Wesley preached a sermon called Catholic Spirit. And he preached it hundreds of times. But in this, he said, though we cannot think alike, may we not love alike. May we not be of one heart, though we are not of one opinion. Herein all children of God may unite, notwithstanding the smaller differences. You see, even though I want everybody to like each other, I want everyone to be happy, that's not the way we live in the world, right? But even though we're different, even though we're probably drastically different, it could be religious, um, political, let's not go there, right? This is a year, the year, right? But we can all love alike. And that's the title of this sermon is Listening with Love. I ask the kids how often you listen every single time, and my sweet, innocent daughter back there says she does, and, and she, I would say most of the time she does. Now, her two-year-old, never. But what about us? How often do you listen? Do you truly listen and hear what other people are sharing, what they're speaking, what's, what's in their heart? You see, for us to experience something within us, we've got to listen for that love. We've got to listen for that connection to one another. What is our ultimate goal in this place? And that's for the kingdom of God to be made known, right? Pittman Park exists to make faithful followers of Jesus Christ. That's the sole purpose of this church to be here. It's for us to become faithful followers of Jesus Christ and then to make faithful followers of Jesus Christ. We invite people in. We listen to their concerns. We listen to their desires and what they need. And we go and we serve and we give and we love. We're drastically different from people that we help at Rebecca's Cafe, from those that we help out in, in Haiti and in the Dominican Republic. I have a friend right now that's over in the Ukraine. She goes twice a year, every year, to love on the orphans in the Ukraine. And these are her children, and they are so different. The country is so different from her, yet she goes and just loves. Who do you know? That needs that love. That needs that spirit about you. That even though we're not alike, we can love alike. Even though I may not agree with what you say, what you believe, who you love, how you act, I can love you because God loves you. You see, within us, 
we shouldn't do anything. It's that the first scripture says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. I tend to like to think, what can I do? How can I get the win? Anybody else that way? See, I think my second strength is competitiveness, right? Just ask my husband. <laughs> I want to be the best. But all too often, that means me taking a step back and let others step in. In our world today, we, we don't read scripture as often as we should. We don't talk about God, what Christ has done in our lives. You know, I'll be honest, I don't know many of your stories of how you came to faith. How many people around you would know that story? Would know that when you were at this age or when you experienced this or when this was made known to you, that's when you experienced God. You see, I think we hold these things in and we don't share. But we're not asking others that story either. You see, our faith, our walk with Christ, what is giving us breath is that belief in him. Part of Holy Communion is we say the mystery of faith that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Do you share that with others? Do you listen for that response from other people? I think we've got to live in a world that, that takes ourselves out of it. And we look directly to God and say, God, show me. And this could be at any age. This could be at, in second grade. This could be in high school. When you talk to people and you say, what do you believe? Do you know God? Uh, it's kind of funny that Addie's in here, but I remember when she was in pre-K, and they, were, they, they offered if anybody wanted to say the blessing before lunch, they could. And so, you know, usually there was one or two that always jumped up and said it. And Addie came home one day, and she was telling me, she goes, but this guy doesn't even go to church, Mama. They, they don't even go on Sunday. And it's a completely foreign concept to her because she was 10 days old when she was baptized and has pretty much been at church ever since just because of the nature of the beast. Um, but we live in a world that, that people aren't here, that people don't know. They don't know what you believe because we're not sharing that. We're not taking a moment and, and stepping back. You see, part of the Methodist history and that John Wesley shared so well is from that Catholic spirit sermon is where he got the idea of small groups and being in these groups together. That we may be different, but we can still love together. And so he invited people to join these groups, to live life together, to invite people into their lives all too often we live in our bubble. This is my family. This is what we do. And, and only those within that inner circle, mom, dad, kids, and maybe occasionally grandparents, truly know what's going on. But it, Wesley speaks, and in this sermon, he invites us to look beyond that. He invites us to live life with other people. 
to share our faith. And when we do that, we look beyond ourselves. We sincerely ask what's going on. We hold each other accountable in our reading, in our study, in our devotion time of what God is teaching us and what we can learn from others. We challenge each other to take that next step of faith, to step out in a boldness. Maybe that means going on a mission trip. Maybe that means starting something here. Maybe that means attending something you've never done before with the idea that God is going to speak. You see, we can accept each other in love. We can do this through small groups. We can do this through study. We've got to realize that what happens within us is, is God nurturing that love. That we would live as Christ is calling us to. Now, I want to share a little bit about John Wesley. He um, is a product of Samuel and Susanna Wesley. Samuel Wesley was an Anglican preacher. We kind of know it over here as the Episcopal preacher. Pre- Rector, I guess would be the, the official term. And he served a St. Andrew's church for quite a while. He was not liked. Samuel was the kind of preacher that would say what he thought. He was the... And the church members didn't really respond that well. In fact, when John Wesley was five years old, it is believed that a church member lit the parsonage roof on fire. And the house is burning And they had 19 children, but only nine lived past infancy. And they're sitting there counting their children, and they realize that John Wesley is missing. So they form this human ladder because they see him in the upper window, and and they get John Wesley out from the window, and his mother speaks from Zephaniah, speaks words into him, calling him the brand plucked from the fire. You were saved for a special time to do something with your life. Imagine hearing that over and over in your life. That you were saved from that fire because you're going to be great. You're going to do something special. And this is what Susanna kept telling. Now, Susanna was the mother, the pillar in that household. Samuel would be gone for long stints preaching in other locations, mainly because his church hated him and he was better off leaving. But he would come back and, and Susanna would be there, and, and she was very rigid in her faith. At five years old, she taught all the children how to read. Like that was, happy birthday, you're five, now learn to read right now. She was very particular, and but one thing that she did, and this is something that I, I really want to take on. Now remember, she had nine children alive at the time, but one hour a week, this doesn't seem like much, One hour, completely devoted hour to that one child. She would do it for all nine. She would ask, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? How is it with your soul? Have you ever asked anybody that question? How is it with your soul? And so in this learning process of of his family, they were flawed, but they were so loving. In fact, I have to share this. Um, Everybody thinks Susanna is this amazing woman. But back in the time, every morning for breakfast, they were required to partake of a certain adult beverage that we can find that rhymes with bud something. 
So there you go. We have children in the room. There you go. We call them sodas in our house, adult sodas. And the kids were required. This was part of, of the history. This was part of what people did. But they were required to drink of this. And it just kind of blows my mind. But she thought she was doing something in love. Do you ever think you're doing something right and you realize, oh, gosh, I am doing something wrong, okay? Even though they may have experienced some craziness, some ups and downs, some fires, some torment in their life, they loved. They prayed for their children. They prayed for one another. They lifted each other up. As you start this year, if you do not have this as a, as a routine in your life, I invite you now to begin praying for your family. Every day. Pray for those that are above you in a generation. I'm blessed to still have a grandmother, so I, have, I pray for my grandmother and my parents and aunts and uncles. I pray for my cousins that are in my current line, I guess. My children. I pray for my children's spouses. Spouses, there's two of them. I pray for their children and their children. They will never know, more than likely, that I've lifted up my great-grandchildren in prayer. But I pray for the future. I pray for, for the mistakes I make, that I would show my children how to live and how to love. That they would care for one another. They would reach out and they would ask God to show them what's next. To show them the steps. To give them the wisdom and the direction to love. I pray that for you. A lot of us right now are in a job and in a profession, and that's your direction. That's your focus. I pray for those of you that have directions to take, steps that will happen. We have a large, pretty much majority of our band up here, minus the three right here, are seniors. They start Wednesday with their last required courses in high school. And figuring out what's next. We've got to listen. We need to listen to what's happening in our families. We need to listen to what's happening in others. We need to listen for the direction from God. That God would speak into us what to say, what to do. And that God would light that fire within us. Let each of you not look to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that is in Jesus Christ. The same mind. We're not selfish or vain conceit, but humility. Regard others better than ourselves. Listen. Pray, listen. One of the ministries that I'm a part of is Kairos Ministry, and I'll wrap up with this. Kairos Ministry is a much like Emmaus, except it goes into the prison system. And so for a weekend period, you're actually in the jail ministering to, or in the prison, ministering to the people that are there, that have been selected to be part of this weekend. And the motto of Kairos is listen, 
listen, love, love. That's it. We can all do that. We can all open our ears to what God is speaking, to what others are saying, to the experience they have in their life, and we can in turn love. They're not there by choice, trust me. They're there to experience what God is doing for that weekend and how God can turn their life around. And it's the same in our life. As you approach tomorrow, as you approach lunch and on today, may we take that on and may we listen. Listen to your parents. Listen to your teachers. Listen to your coworkers and friends, your children. And let love rain down. When that love is within you, it lights a fire that is greater than anything else. And you can share the word of God. And God is reviving within you. This isn't a condemnation sermon. It's for us to listen and to love. Will you join me as we pray?